Welcome to People Don't Think, Let's Start Today, a podcast hosted by Norb Savanasini, founder of AmericanEagle.com, and Al Edwards. Well, Norb, the first thing I want to say to you today is happy anniversary. This is our 12th podcast. Yeah, one year. One year is, we've been uh, at it. A phenomenal, phenomenal time and a great time doing it. So I'm, I'm really happy. I am too. Our first anniversary. I think it's been a, a great accomplishment and... Uh, I think one of the reasons we're on the air is because you founded this company and it'd be hard to kick you off. So uh, hopefully yeah, that, yeah, uh, that's the problem. There's a lot of other co- uh, reasons that a uh, lot of people that could do a much better job than <laughs> I, yeah, for sure. Well, not in my book, uh, okay. not in my book. <laughs> okay. Well, as I just said, uh, today is our uh, 12th podcast. We're very proud of that. We hope that you've had a chance to listen to some of our previous podcasts. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of different topics, but the theme has always been about positive thinking, perseverance not letting the past define you, uh, self-talk and optimism and how those can play an important part of your life. So, you know, Norbert, this time of the year, I always think about um, the new year coming. A lot of people come up with New Year's resolutions and they think about their life and things they want to change and things that they want to do differently in the new year. So it's always been a very reflective time for me. And one of the things I wanted to talk about in the first part of our show today, and then I know you want to talk about some very important things, is the whole idea of people being able to change. Uh, Do you believe that people can change, Norb? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, By the way, uh, one thing that you forgot in the 12th anniversary of this show is that we have to thank for this gift we get every day. uh, That's right. present. So... Uh, we first of all have to be thankful of this gift that we receive every day, all these hour, 24 hours of your ability to do anything you want in them. And uh, it's a present, actually. That's why they call it the present. So it go is, ahead. No, no, that's, that's beautiful. And uh, I was listening to a couple of guys, and one of them said that if you don't think that every day is important, try skipping one <laughs> yeah. and see how that goes for you, right? Exactly. So... Um, but let's talk about that. Can people change, Norb, you think, in going in one direction and then change their lives, would you say? Well, you know, yeah. And, and one of the nice things that uh, if, if you've heard our other podcasts, you know that our whole show is based on basically a, a gentleman that was uh, really, really popular by the name of Earl Nightingale. It's uh, very, very important to remember that. His whole theme was the strangest secret And again, we'll repeat it if you haven't heard any of the other podcasts. Uh, This was made in 1956, I believe, and you can see it on YouTube. Uh, I recommend it highly. It's called The Strangest Secret. In a nutshell, The Strangest Secret is that our brain is like soil, and whatever you plant in it, it will give you back. And uh, if you plant the seeds of nightshade, which is a poison, it will give you back poison. And if you plant corn, it will give you back corn. So our job is basically the same as a farmer. And that we have to plant in our brain the things that will produce the best results. I love that. I never thought of it exactly like that. We are the farmers of our mind, aren't we? Yes, exactly, yes. And it really is a blank soil, fertile, rich, beautiful soil. And whatever we put in there is going to come back in abundance. 
Yeah, and everybody gets that for free. It doesn't cost anything. And, you know, one of the things uh, that's also mentioned by Earl Nightingale, you know, you, you can't help but repeat some of the things he says, is that uh, everything that's important is given to us for free. Uh, the things that can be bought by money can be replaced. Are, uh, and uh, obviously, I'm, I'm not saying that they're unimportant, but the most important things are free. And our mind is, is basically the most important thing we have, uh, you know, as humans. Absolutely. Because pretty much everything else, as Earl Nightingale said, you can find in a pig or a horse. It's our minds that really make us different from any other species. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right, right. You know, speaking of the mind and changing your life, one of the things that, uh, and I've struggled with this in my life too, and, and maybe I'll share in a couple minutes some of the things I've been able to change in my life, but is the mindset that I've always had this problem or I've always gone in this direction and we let the past dictate our future, almost like there's a magnetic force that's attaching to us that our past will always direct our future. And as I've thought about this in my own life and I look at other people's lives, it's like there's no like gravitational force of the past that is going to cling to us that we can't do something in the future. Well, yeah. I mean, you learn from the past uh, and, and, you know, evolvement is basically a, an idea of making not the same mistakes again. So uh, hopefully we're smart enough to overcome those deficiencies in our life. Uh, it's very hard. I mean, we all have memories that are not pleasant. I mean, there's no one that uh, evades that. And, and this is one of the key factors, too, that we talk about all the time that I think should be mentioned. Don't think you're different than anybody else. I mean, even people that are positive, like Al and I, which I think we really are, uh, we have our moments that, you know, we remember things that, you know, we'd rather not have done or, or remember. But, you know, that's part of life. I mean, you have to accept it. Absolutely. You're right about that. We talk, I was just talking to someone about that uh, yesterday or this morning about how it's unrealistic to be rah-rah every second of the day and not believe that you're not going to be disappointed or you're not going to be down. But the trick is to stay on the positive road as soon as you find yourself veering off it, getting back on it. And I made the analogy a couple of times of like a flat tire. You're going down the road, you get a flat tire. Oh my gosh, now I got to get the jack out and the tire and everything. But once I'm back on the highway, get back on the highway. Don't cling to the flat tire. And I think our past is a great analogy of the flat tire. Whatever's happens in the past, has happened in the past, is gone. It's as over as the Roman Empire. It doesn't matter. There's nothing clinging us to the past that we can't change in the future. Absolutely. Now, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention today is that how do you cope with all this negativity? How do you fight it? And let's face it, today, we're kind of in a unique situation that there's so much negativity in the news that it, it's just incredible how it affects everybody. You know, I just read a report, and I don't know the exact uh, percentages, but closely to 60% of all young people today, uh, their biggest fear is climate change. Now, I don't know about the people that listen to me now, but uh, climate changes every day, people. <laughs> I mean, someday it's raining. <laughs> uh, you know, today I just read that New Orleans just had a, a, a huge tornado hit it. And, you know, just a few years ago, it seems like they got hit with a hurricane and the, the city was almost totally destroyed. And 
uh, they rebuilt it, uh, and now there's a tornado. So yeah, there's climate change, and uh, you know, there's been all kinds of catastrophes, and what we call catastrophes, but they're challenges. You know, they're rebuilt. New Orleans is not going to disappear tomorrow. And uh, one of the things that's really interesting is that we're being programmed to be negative. And I don't know if it's done purposely. I honestly believe that it's easy. And we mentioned that before, uh, there's no money in being positive. I mean, uh, Al and I here aren't doing this for money. Uh, hopefully, if it becomes really, really popular, we'll have an advertiser, but uh, <laughs> it's not our goal. There's no uh, line of people uh, in that just, no, no, just yet. No lining up. But, you know, uh, negativity sells. Uh, I was just showing Al today a website about all the predictions of climate change in the last century, and we were laughing like crazy because these are doctors and, and professors and politicians and the New York Times and, you know, major newspapers, the Chicago Tribune and The Economist, uh, telling us that there's going to be a catastrophe. We just read one where in the 70s they were saying that petroleum is going to be uh, gone in a few years. And uh, obviously there's a heck of a lot of petroleum around. This is interesting because all these people that wrote these articles were paid to write these articles. And they're getting paid to write things that, of course, they don't have to find an excuse if they make a mistake. Now, you know, if you write that, don't worry about it. Climate change is, is just something that'll happen. I mean, this earth has been here for a couple of million years and there's been climate change daily. And I don't think it'll change. And I don't think that humanity will be able to uh, do anything about it in a major way. I'm not endorsing total disregard for the environment, but by the same token, uh, whoever built this thing did it pretty good. He's not gonna let little humans screw around with this. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, you know, try to ignore that. Just when somebody talks about this, you just say, oh my God, yeah. I mean, there is climate change. Uh, that's just part of what it is. So, you know, there's money in writing about all this stuff. It's unprovable. Uh, you can say, you know, in, in 10 years, there were, in fact, we, we just read an article that in 1911, as I remember, they were warning that within a few years there will be no coal left. You know, this was a guy that was a professor or something, and then he was basically getting paid to write this stuff. And and, uh, and anyone who's ever been stopped it. by a coal train with uh, hundreds right, of cars, right, right. They don't, we have so much coal, we don't know what to do with it. And, you know, I, I'm going to read something which is interesting that I didn't know. We operate on creative energy in the form of metabolically produced ATP electrons, an electron-rich oxidants. Now, this is, you know, very technical. I don't even know exactly what it says, but the key to health and healing is to concentrate on being positive, and it will provide that form of energy to your body. Now, you know, there's so many, so much negativity that it's incredible. I'm going to quote another thing here. To eliminate depression, most scientists agree on at least one point. They allow the patient 
to transcend and dominate their mind. Coming to grips with our mind is essential to physical health and personal evolution into states of higher consciousness. You know, this is pretty deep. It's basically everybody talks about negativity, but scientists know that positive thoughts, and, and of course they can't call it just positive thoughts because it's too easy. They have to sit, word it another way will help you and will will create this this inner energy that we talked about. So just remember that. It, it's kind of very, very interesting. So there's almost what, what you're reading there, and I think that's very important. Um, there's actual, not kind of like, there is like an electrical component to thought waves and how it affects your body and things of that nature. There's no question. You know, I thought about this. Everyone listening to this, I'm sure, we all express... Um, you know, nervousness in different ways, but how many people have gotten suddenly nervous about something and then you immediately have a physical reaction, like you start sweating or your mouth goes dry or suddenly you have to go to the bathroom or you feel a little dizzy or whatever the case is. That is a perfect example of how your mind influences your body. And, and because of what you just said, there's a study that really, really shocked me uh, because this is really incredible. It talks about the psychological impact of the nonstop media fear campaign. Now, the mind-body connection with disease is well documented throughout scientific literature. And there's a study here that is just amazing. I had never seen it before. This is a, a warfare experiment done in the 1940s during World War II. And there were two neighboring towns that were chosen as the, the study. And the populations of these two towns were targeted for release of bioweapons. It was reality. They, they weren't very dangerous bioweapons, but they were bioweapons. They would affect the health of the people. Now, one of the towns was told by dropping leaflets in the town that this was coming. The other town was not warned. The amazing thing about this is after they actually dropped these bioweapons, where the germs were released, infection was massive with the town that was warned, but scarce where there was no advance warning, which proves the point that if you tell people that something's going to be bad, something's going to happen, something is to worry about, it will happen because you will have programmed your mind to be receptive to the negativity. Now, the people that didn't know that this was going to happen, they didn't get sick. Now, this might sound ridiculous, but this is something that's been proven. It's, it's, not, you know, it's not something to be debated. This happened. It's well documented. And it goes back to, you know, you know what you plant in your brain. So, uh, you know, we talked about hydrating your brain with positive mental attitude. And today we mentioned about the farmer. You have to be a farmer with your brain. Because people, unluckily, we are being programmed to be negative. Because there's money in it. And people, there's a lot of people that enjoy having power over people by keeping them worried. 
I'm not saying you shouldn't worry about things. Obviously, you should. You know, your tank is half full. You're going to drive 200 miles. Maybe you need <laughs> to get, put gas in your car. I'm not minimizing it, but you should be aware of these facts. That's a great point. And, of course, you know, we hear today about these uh, experiments done uh, around the world in the 40s. It's kind of horrific in a lot of ways. But even if you put that to the side, the point of it is, is that the people that didn't know about the germs almost didn't get sick. But the people, it almost seems like, who set themselves up expecting to get sick, they're the ones that got sick. I, I think there's no question about it. And when it comes to our minds and our emotions, I think what we place in there and keep in there is either going to make or break our lives. And Norb has a great list of emotions or uh, mental tendencies that we all need to stay away from. And as we come upon a new year here, I know I'm going to take this list and take it to heart and uh, think about trying to exit these things from, from my life. Uh, the other thing, you know, that's very, very interesting that throughout human history, the people that actually were positive were our, uh, basically our religious leaders and from all religions, from Jesus, Buddha, Kabbalists, uh, Wayne Dyer, Mr. Chopra, Greg Braden, you know, all these people, you can learn from them. But the other thing that's sad about being positive is that you have to more or less do this yourself. You have to be kind of independent. Again, you know, we're born with this brain and we have to plant the seeds. Your mother didn't plant the seeds. She might have helped by telling you you have to, you know, be good, do this, do that. But you really have to plant the seeds yourself. It's your job. And all the great leaders of the world, spiritual leaders, agreed with that in their way or another. The other thing that's important is this. Millions of scientific studies of basic psychology and chemistry don't lie. It's just how you look at them. When all the overeducated people in the media and in the universities are blinded by false assumptions, all in lockstep with you know the military, pharmaceutical people, they're just ganging up to you know promote negativism. So you have to find your own solution. You have to do this. Save yourself. Yeah, save yourself. I like that. We were just talking about uh, different faiths and everything. I think, with all due respect to everyone's faith, when you boil it down, I think a lot of the major tenets of life you can find in many other faiths, many of the faiths, the same ones. And I think if you take a look at some of the things to avoid from a mental standpoint, it really is enlightening. I think, Norb, you have a list there of some of the mental habits that we need to break. And I think as we talk about a new year, I think it would be a great time to think about those things. Well, you know, to become positive is to become free. Believe it or not, when you do get positive about life, and, and uh, I, I say this from experience, uh, you really do feel better. I mean, uh, crazy as it seems, you know, when, when you walk into your office, say hi to people. You know, they'll, they'll say hi to you and, and smile. And how's, how's your day being? Uh, it makes you feel good. They'll ask you the same thing. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's easy. It doesn't cost anything. And you feel better. It's just, uh, 
It's attitude, you know, it's attitude. And attitude explains how not to worry because if you worry, you're letting someone else control your mind. That's what it is. Somebody has to tell you, you gotta worry about this, you gotta worry about that. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I mean, it, it's, you know, we live in a very short period of time, 80 years if you're fortunate and, and, and you know, you got enough stuff to worry about with your family, you know, pay the gas bill, pay the electric, uh, put fuel in your car, the flat tire like Al likes to talk about. But overall, it's a hell of a life. And, uh, you know, just don't let these people influence and it becomes then a chore instead of a happy life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Norb, a couple of minutes ago, I mentioned uh, some of the emotions that, uh, especially in the new year, people want to try and change their lives that they should try and avoid. Let's talk about some of those major ones. Uh, for example, anger. I'll never forget, there's a quote allegedly attributed to the Buddha. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it sounds right. And it, he said that uh, you will be not punished for your anger, you'll be punished by your anger. And anger is a funny thing because it seems to eat you up. And oftentimes the person you're angry at doesn't even know you're angry at them. So they're going off on their life just doing whatever they do and you're burning up inside because you're angry with someone. Uh, anger is very destructive when it becomes negative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's very interesting. And, and you're know, going back to, uh, I talk about the United States and, and what an incredible country this is. Uh, because uh, right now, you know, uh, we have the World Cup. And I have a lot of friends that are of, of Serbian extraction and a lot of friends that are from Croatian extraction. And uh, they played in the World Cup. It's kind of interesting that you have these people that really have had wars for centuries and, and because they dislike each other. But you come to America and the Serbians and the Croatian guys are friends. Right. You know, so I think one of the things that we've achieved in this country to, to a great extent, I mean, it's not perfect, but we've taken that anger out of, <laughs> out of, uh, most of, of the people, because everybody fights with everybody, you know, the, the people that are in northern China doesn't like the people in the south of China, and, and the, the whole world is like that. So anger is a very, very destructive thing because, yeah, you can be angry at something, but, you know, to forgive is divine, you know, and, and I think that forgiving is definitely a, a positive thing to do in life. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the, the other things too is, uh, you know, envy, envy. People are envious of, of things. And one of the great, great things that, that I like is, is, I think I talked about this before, is Emerson's law of compensation, that whatever you have, you have something that's equally missing in your life. If you're old, you don't have youth. If, if you have youth, you don't have the, basically the, the history or the knowledge of, of an older person. If you have money, you have to protect the money. Uh, if you don't have money, you have to worry about the money. So uh, it's a law of compensation, you know. So don't envy people. Life is what it is. And, and you know, this is the gift that are, you're given. It's a present and, and be happy with it, you know. You know, I think about this a lot. Um, I think every person should run their own race and not be constantly obsessed with what the other guy is doing. You know, they used to 
the old expression, keeping up with the Joneses, they used to say that, you know, you based your life on everything else that somebody else was doing as opposed to running your own race, forging your own trail. Yeah, of course. It's just like, a, you know, you live in a neighborhood and if you worry about your front yard and the garbage in your home and everybody does the same thing, uh, the neighborhood is pretty clean and pretty orderly. Next thing you know, you got a great neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you worry about what your neighbor doing because, you know, I don't like what he's doing, well... It's his house, so as long as he doesn't interfere with your life, you know, the heck with him, you know? Absolutely. Why do you think so many people, um, and, and this is an interesting analogy because, you know, Norb, you've been, as we've talked about before, you've been involved in many, many businesses. Many of them have succeeded, but by your own admission, you've had a couple of clunkers. Things have not gone wrong, you know, right. Uh, things have gone wrong, failed, whatever the case may be. Yet people who are successful in life. And again, I don't mean just in business. It could be in personal ambition. It could be in anything you want it to be in. They have the ability to move on and go on. And I remember Zig Ziglar always said that failure is an event, not a person. And yet there seems to be a human tendency for all of us to really have the past hold us hostage. Like I can't do something in the future because I had trouble uh, in the past. Uh, well, you know, that happens, but the worst thing than that is that the person who doesn't try at all because he fears that he's not going to be successful, that is probably much more common than the person who fails once and, and quits. Right. Uh, obviously, if, if you try to do something and you fail, you learn because... Uh, you know, I had a, a really, really nice relationship with my dad, but he had a few idiosyncrasies that, you know, I, I didn't care for. And, and what I did with my sons is I duplicated what I liked about my father, and I didn't do the things I didn't like about what my father did, which weren't many, by the way. But, you know, and sure, I always thought of it as a positive thing. I never thought of it as a, as a negative thing. It's just a way to improve in you know my uh, thought pattern absolutely how do you think um how do you think if there's someone listening out there who feels like they want to do something in their life for the new year or and by the way changing your life doesn't have to happen friends on january 1st you can do it on july 8th or august 10th it doesn't matter we just happen to have january 1st as that's the beginning of the calendar and there is something optimistic about 12 fresh months but Norb, what would you say people have to do to break the bondage of the past and having people do something different in their lives? You know, have faith in yourself. Uh, you know, uh, we all are restricted by our own limitations. And within us, there's just an unlimited, unlimited amount of possibilities. Uh, I mean, you know, the last podcast, which I recommend highly for people who haven't heard it, the 11th, Al has a book about the, the failures, four men that failed tremendously altogether. I mean, my God, they failed hundreds of times. One of them failed 3,000 times, and he kept going. Uh, it was Thomas Edison, by the way. But, you know, don't look at failure as a permanent thing. Look at it as a step forward, you know. Just to try is a lot of fun, a, a lot of fun, just to try it. You know, I've done things in my life where, uh, you know, I've tried and, and it becomes a catastrophe. And, and those are some of, 
crazy as it seems, uh, one of the best moments in my memories, you know? Right. The when, failure. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Because you but never I tried learned, it. Yeah. Yeah. You never learned anything by doing something right. <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, you know, what's interesting is I had the, the, the fortune of traveling a lot in my life. And I traveled before GPS and, and the, the phone uh, and all that. And, and traveling was really a chore. And people would say, God, are you crazy? You're going to go into Japan and you're going to go to all these countries. You don't know the language. I said, well, you know what? If you just treat people nice, people treat you back. I, I never had, you know, except for a couple of situations that I, that I remember because the people were nasty. But 99% uh, of the people I met through all these trips were nice people because I was nice to them, you know? And it's cornball. And, and uh, I, I love cornball America because this was when this country was really great. It was cornball, you know? Just be nice. Right. And uh, <laughs> as I've said before, I am a uh, proud... Uh, cornball aficionado. I just love anything cornball, uh, which is uh, many of my family and friends can't stand because I'm always quick with the dad joke and all that kind of stuff, but I love it. And you're right. It was kind of like the uh, that restaurant, I believe it was in uh, Portland. You and your wonderful life, Charlene, were dining one day in a restaurant and you saw a sign that said, be nice or get out. Yeah, which, which is really nice. And you know, a lot of people tell me if there's one thing in your life that you should practice, and I don't think we've ever talked about this, which is kind of interesting. It's the golden rule. The golden rule is very, very simple. A, a three-year-old can understand it. Treat people like you want to be treated. And it's a mathematical certainty. I mean, you can learn you know, the highest math problems in the world you can be a genius that formula never will get you never lets you down uh, yeah it's a win every it's, time it's a win every time just be nice to people and people are, will be nice to you and what greater pleasure in life is there you know absolutely yeah. i think about that all the time i i try and really do treat everyone whether they're the guy in the street to the the king of the world, whatever, and I haven't really met the king of the world, but you know what I'm saying. I treat everyone exactly the same, and you never get in trouble doing that. No, 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 no. It's always a great thing to in, do. In fact, I don't, I don't know where I read this, but there's a, there's a great story uh, about a professor of uh, medicine, and uh, roughly, I don't know the, the details, but it, it's really very interesting. Uh, he was given the ultimate test on how to be a good doctor. So he was asking the audience about, you know, technical terms about medicine. You know, what, what do you call this nerve? And what, what is this aorta? What does it do? And the last question was, what's the name of the guy who cleans the hallways? Wow. And there were very few people that knew that guy's name. The professor said, those are the people that are going to make the great doctors. Wow. So just remember, know the name of everybody and say hi to everybody. And, and just be nice, people. And we can change the world by just being nice. I love that. I love that. Norb, what do you want to say to someone who's listening to this, who we've got 12 fresh, fresh months about to come upon us? What do you want to say to someone who might 
who want to cha change your life or do something different in their lives, what would you say to them right now? Be nice to everybody. Be nice to everybody, yeah. and it will come back, right? It'll come back to you a thousand times. <laughs> and it's a nice pleasure. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Well, friends, I just want to, I know I speak for Norb when I say, you know, we certainly are going to continue this podcast, so this is not farewell by any means, but uh, we're very grateful for the opportunity that we've had to uh, do this podcast. And as we look at the new year, don't let the past hold you back. There's no gravitational pull that is having the past cling to you like a magnet. You really can walk away one day at a time and do something different if you're willing to do it. And there's been millions of examples of people who have done that. So we want to wish everyone a, a wonderful new year and really go out and do what you want to do. Don't be afraid, like Norb said. None of us are getting out of this alive. So just go for it. So with that said, this is Al Edwards for Norb Savanasini wishing you all a wonderful new year. And we will see you next time. And Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. That's and, right. And whatever you celebrate, be happy. Celebrate be happy. it. And be happy that the other person celebrates something else. And, and be joyous with them. Exactly. They're all nice. Thank you, Norb. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.